Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Dating, take one. Dating. Yeah. So I don't have to rush off today because my daughter is on a date. Really? Mm. So there's a little boy in her school called Billy who's actually really lovely, so I'm not too disappointed. When you say little boy? Well, they're 14. All he wanted for his birthday was to take Ellie out for lunch and then go to the cinema with her. How sweet. I know, it's really quite cute. So they're going to Nando's and then off to see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <It's really laughs> Nothing says love like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 but the promise is, is that both other mums have to sit on the other table. Okay. So they'll watch the date, but they're not allowed to interact because he said he wanted to do the date on his own. He didn't yeah. want mums or dads ruining this romantic moment. Of course. Jill, when she's taken Scott and a girl to the cinema, always lets them sit a few rows in front of her and the other mum so they can have the feeling of they're on their own. Yes. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. It made me think about dating and thinking about remembering what it was like to date and how they're really excited about dating. But actually, if I think back about dating, I can't think of doing anything worse now. Dating, it's not something I consciously did. I guess you do do it. Mm. You who date. Was, who was your first kiss? My mother, of course. <laughs> Oh, my God. So many complaints coming in. <laughs> my loving mother. And just your crime number was, is what? <laughs> just after I was born. Oh. She held me in her arms. No, she didn't. And she, <laughs> she lifted didn't. me to her cheek. She didn't after, went, She was like, oh, God, another boy? There's yes, she was, actually. I was the fourth boy. She was desperate for a girl. So when I turned up... Put you in a dress. Family, <laughs> no, family history says that I was put in a drawer. Really? Yes, because they didn't have things like my, they didn't have cribs no no they thought that was to do with poker or something <laughs> but I don't know cribs so. so they put you in a drawer yeah apparently all my brothers it was yeah. standard so no exception for me even though I was the last one and the most hated in that I wasn't a girl they opened that drawer the baby drawer and uh, put, you in put a me in there proper real life British Empire moment yeah and after she'd That's kissed right. me my mother said just shut the drawer sure, he's making a noise <laughs> so who was your first kiss? Uh, well, do you remember who your first kiss? As a teenager. Yeah, you mean, well, I a hope date. so, yeah. Yes, I do, yeah. <laughs> and are you going to share? Oh, OK, one? yeah, OK. Was it a dog? <laughs> no, well, it could have been, actually. <laughs> now, now I think about it. <laughs> Hairy yeah. upper lip gave I it think, away. Yeah, I think Pinky the cat had by this time disappeared, rumoured. Probably she kept trying to kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's sort of like, you say, I've got fish breath. <laughs> was it important growing up as a boy to have your first kiss? Or just, no. was it just not important? Absolutely unimportant. Completely random. Because it made up like hours and hours and hours of teenage girl talk time was who you've kissed, who you would kiss, who would be a good kisser, what famous people would oh, you kiss. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that was pretty much a large portion of what we talked about. From what I understand, it's still the case because our son mm. sometimes will confide in Jill, so-and-so has said this or said that. And these girls are obviously thinking, oh, Scott's tall and he'd be a good kisser, kisser. or whatever. And Scott's like, 
No, I just, I'm interested <laughs> no. in lots of other things. So Jill feeds him lines to say to the girls to like, keep them off. at bay. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm not interested in that, or I'm too young for that. Girls do spend an awful lot of time talking about boys and kissing and having that first kiss and getting it out of the way. And the same with when you lose your virginity as well. Talk about that a lot of the time. A bit like it's just something you want to get on with and I was going to say put to bed. <laughs> <laughs> My first girlfriend was called Julie. Julie. Yeah. And we we're in the wonderful East Coast resort of Grimsby and Cleethorpes. Lovely. Yeah. And was it a date or how did how did the first Well the romance we've been together because we went to the same school. Mm. It was a boys school until the sixth form when and it got then mixed. It became mixed for the first time that year. Prior to that it had been boys sixth form mm. and the girls sixth form was across the fields. Same named school, just two completely different sets of like no man's everything. land in the middle. No woman's land. <laughs> Stop being sexist. So you met up with Julie. So I met up with Julie and I had the idea for a romantic morning. We were going to get up very early and watch the sunrise over the sea because it's the seaside. Oh, that's yeah. really thoughtful. Sunrise in the east. And cheap. <laughs> very cheap. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I did ask her if she could split the cost of the petrol because <laughs> it was all of two miles <laughs> to the beach. Got up five o'clock or whatever to go to pick Julie up. And as I went out of our house, it was thick fog. Oh, no. Absolutely thick fog. To the point that I wondered whether it was even safe to drive to Julie's to pick her up. We were not going to see a sunrise. We were not going to see anything. So we just sat in her front room and her parents kept coming in wondering what the hell I was doing there at that time of the so morning. Early in the morning. I've come round because we were going to go and see the sunrise, but it's thick fog. <laughs> what are you, stupid? <laughs> yes. I don't hold out a lot for this one. Look, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there you How are. How long were you with Julie for? Julie for? She was, it was the only Julie. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a couple a, of Julies going at the same time. I didn't have a fetish about Julie's, no. Sorry, Linda, your name's not Julie. <laughs> so how long were you with Julie for? Probably about a year. Really? Yeah. So that was quite serious at that age. A year was a long time. It was a long time. But I think girls are more serious about boys than boys are about girls. Mm. So whereas boys at that age are still like, should I have a girlfriend or should I hurl this bottle of quink ink against this wall to see whether it will smash. And boys did that often and found that the quink ink bottle was more actually fun than going out would on a never, date. Because <laughs> it would never smash. Whereas if you hurled a girl against a wall, we assumed... Something bad would happen. Yeah. Boys were still, even at the, sort of the age of 17, were like, girls... Breaking stuff, pulling stuff apart, what? messing around, running down the park, that sort of thing. Well, just going out and enjoying themselves with no... <laughs> With no, no overhead. You know, you just turn around to see if somebody's about to come in to join you, a friend of oh. yours, and getting what you're looking for. Were you looking at Sylvia or whatever? Yeah, and you weren't. You were probably looking at a car. Yeah. I went to an all-girls boarding school, and so all we talked about, or a large portion of the air that was consumed within the school, was talking about boys. And yeah. there was a boarding school for boys just up the road, similar to your sort of setup. So it was about who had a boyfriend, who was doing this and who was doing that. And it's sixth form. So the girls were all very excited about having boyfriends. The boyfriends 
weren't that excited until they decided that they might have a purpose. And then it went from there, really. Mm. So we used to break out of the sixth form boarding house and go to the local golf club and meet up with our so-called boyfriends where we would smoke, drink and do other things. I don't think boys had an idea of a long-term relationship. It was just what went on. But I think girls have got an idea of how they believe it should go. So a friend of mine had a girlfriend, and when, after a year or two, it was still more or less as it had been in week one, she was like, but nothing's happening. So I'm I'm going to find a boy that seems to know what he should be doing, like wooing me and going to the next step, perhaps marriage and moving on. Boys just didn't have that. They're like, what? Where I think we've that... got unrealistic ideas. Women, certainly. Oh, and I'm probably making a sweeping statement because maybe some men have too, but we have unrealistic ideas of how dating should be. We expect music to play, heart-shaped chocolates, roses, to be told we're beautiful all the time. Well, at 6.30 in the morning, I'm not beautiful. Really? <laughs> I barely look like, Goodness me. like a human, <laughs> let alone beautiful. So you're not going to be treated like a princess or a prince all the time because that's just life. And actually, the people you end up with long-term are the people you're most comfortable with, Mm. who love you for you. Mm. You know, whether you do look like a troll first thing in the morning or you're beautiful all the time. But there's that whole period in dating, isn't there, where you don't really want the other person to see any of your faults, like you don't fart in front of them or, you know, Mm. you're never sick. You, You wake up and you always look brilliant, that sort of stuff. I think, again, that's more girl thing than boy thing. Ah. I think boys aren't too worried about that. They're worried about farting. Um, Perhaps, although I've met (laughs) quite a lot of boys that aren't. And somehow, sometimes, those relationships, it's like, yeah, well, at least he's honest, he can fart in front of you. And you're like, oh, pardon me. (laughs) Pardon me for holding it in for six months. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, men... Perhaps get it as they get older. That's perhaps why a lot of women, if it's a sort of a man-woman relationship, it's why the women end up with older men. Yeah. Because the equivalent age person, the boy, just doesn't understand what it's about. Also, they're less likely to live so long. So she's going to inherit have some money, and then be able to find another one. <laughs> That's the plan. That really is long-term planning. That's the planning. conveyor belt of marriage. <laughs> In 40 years, In 40 I, want you, years. I want you dead. It's on my roadmap here. Yes. It says... I, so, yeah, see, this is my life plan. This is my life goal. You are my bucket list. Now, kick <laughs> the bucket so I can have some money to find somebody else. <laughs> What's your worst date? Do you remember like a worst date scenario? Because I reckon you've probably had some corkers. Well, actually, maybe you thought they were great dates and the person you were with <laughs> yeah. thought they were living the nightmare. <laughs> probably more that. <laughs> when they find themselves at Grimsby Fish Market on a date. I was once, when I was at university at Sheffield, I went on a date but it turned out that the girl who I fancied and I thought I was going out on the date from had sort of fixed it up because it was her friend who fancied me and I thought the friend was absolutely horrible <laughs> that was supposed to be the date. That was awkward. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, I agreed to come here for you, but not that thing. <laughs> that, that was horrible. I had a girlfriend who was vegetarian. If the table had flowers in the middle of the table, you know, a dressing sort of, 
thing, like at yeah. weddings, a bouquet eat, type thing. She'd eat the centerpiece. If she was hungry, yeah, she'd start eating the centerpiece. And Styrofoam and all. <laughs> she'd, that would have been I don't brilliant. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bit of gravy, anybody? One of my five a day. Uh, onion gravy, obviously. <laughs> that was sometimes awkward if people didn't understand why she was eating the things. That the, is weird. Who, yeah, who brought the horse? How dare you? <laughs> well, she does look a bit certain profile, perhaps. I had some awful dates. Yeah. Obviously, when I started out in my dating life, I was trying to blend in, so I was going on heterosexual dates. So I'd go out with these dates with these guys, and you could tell it just wasn't working. So I went, my friend, my best friend, there used to be these dating clubs, and you would pay for a ticket, and you'd go to a nightclub, and they'd use some sort of clever computer wizardry to match you with the right person. Okay. And obviously this was male and female matching, so I pretty much was guaranteed probably not to get the right person. This is no word of a lie. They call out your name and they call out your date and then you go off and you go and have a drink or go and have a meal and get to know each other and you're supposed to meet the man or woman of your dreams. So they called my name, they said Emily Baum. And the compere went, oh, my goodness, it couldn't get any better for Emily Baum tonight because she has been matched with Tony Wright. And the guy's name was Tony Wright. Okay. They told me that I had been matched with Mr. Wright. Right, yeah. Right, so I ended up, Tony Wright and I said our very awkward hellos, walked to an Indian restaurant where it was very clear as soon as we walked in and the spice hit Tony's skin tone that he suffered from hypothetical IBS from anything that was remotely spicy. So he started to sweat profusely as soon as we got into the restaurant. I'd stopped and bought two Kinder Eggs on the way in (laughs) with the thought process that this was not necessarily going to be the best hour of my existence. So if we had Kinder Eggs, it would give us something to do. His IBS just got set off by a kinder egg so he continued to sweat even more with the kinder egg i sort of broached the subject and went look tony i'm sensing that you probably don't like me and i'm probably not the right fit for you to which he nodded (laughs) a lot (laughs) we made our kinder egg toys waved each other off and never saw him again Fast forward three years, I'm at a breakfast meeting, which I can networking do, and this woman says, oh, Emily, you're going to really like this guy. He's fantastic. He's just completely changing the way that we're doing things. He's a real asset. Taps this guy on the shoulder. He turns around and she goes, Emily, this is Tony Wright. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. What are the odds? He literally started to sweat as soon as he saw me, shook my hand and said, oh, really nice to meet you, Emily. And I thought, you're going to blank me. You are going to blank that we've ever met each other, even though your facial expressions where you clocked me just now were sheer panic. So you're lying. Oh, wow. So I had a lot of fun then saying, Tony, you look very familiar. Have we met before? Oh. He went, no, no, definitely not. I would have remembered. I said, I think you would have remembered this. Every time I look at you, I kind of think of curry and kinder eggs. <laughs> oh, you rotter. You rotter. <laughs> I was but... horrible. He couldn't get away from me quick enough. <laughs> he really couldn't. But, but he wasn't madly complimentary about me, so, you know. Why would he do that? Oh, it's a puzzle. But there again, I'm the male, so I wouldn't understand this dating lark. But I don't understand Tony Wright. It was, it was just so funny to see him three years later. But then when I started to date... Had he aged? Had <laughs> he got over... He'd lost weight. Had <laughs> yeah. he got over the spicy food? He just, yeah, just very, very unusual individual. What did he have for breakfast that day? I don't know. He didn't tell me. Oh, you, oh, you didn't see the breakfast no. when you went for the no. uh, early he, breakfast? He, I don't think he ate anything. 
Okay. He probably didn't eat anything. He just looked yeah. very sickly all the time, bless him. Yeah. But then when I started to date women, and online dating had just started, so it just became a thing where you could go, because, you know, where I lived, there weren't any gay women. We, they were all in hiding. I never saw any. So I went on a date with a lady that I've been talking to for ages who had a really nice voice on the phone, so I had high hopes. And when she turned up, she looked like a lumberjack. <laughs> 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 and uh, I nearly ran away. She had a plaid shirt on and jeans and boots and looked like she'd gone to the Amateur Lumberjack Society's fashion show. I know uh, we've got different outlooks, men and women and things. Um, it's the axe bit of the lumberjack I'm worried about. No, she didn't have an axe. Oh, thank goodness. Which was lucky. I nearly left and I did that thing and I thought, no. Because remember things like what happened with Tony Wright? He probably took one look at you and went, no, I'm not having that. So I thought she might be a really nice person. So I carried on and we went out for the date. It was a very long date. I started to order double vodkas within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Didn't you worry about online dating? Who was going to turn up? The risk of whatever? It never even crossed my mind. Really? Because I thought Gosh. I could just run away. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I just thought, I'll just run away. Yeah. But what was interesting was when we sat down, we went for lunch, sat down, and she told me a story about how she'd been in a terrible mayonnaise factory accident. <laughs> Seriously, you can't make this up. This is why I didn't like dating. <laughs> and she'd, it, she worked for a, a large mayonnaise brand that begins with H. And okay. if they want to sponsor this podcast, I'm more than happy to tell them who they are. And well, there's she, a couple, isn't there? I can think of at least two. And uh, she, they were doing the industrial tubs where they put the lids on. <laughs> Not fat people. Not fat people. Oh, I was going to say. Put the lids on. And for some reason, she'd got her hands underneath the tub and both of her hands were crushed. Oh. Yeah. Which she then thing. Wow. demonstrated by smacking both of her hands on the table violently to show that she couldn't feel anything in them. Ah, Okay. <laughs> I thought she was going to offer you a massage with mayonnaise. <laughs> I get your kit off. Yeah, on the pub table. It was weird. Oh. We should have got her together with your flower-eating person. An embarrassing moment for me. Not quite dating, but it's close. Coming up towards Christmas, I bought my girlfriend some nice Christmas gifts, all wrapped, and on the way to take it over to her house, went for a pint with a mate of mine who also knew my girlfriend in the Honest Lawyer in Grimsby. And at that time, I'd been living away, so I hadn't been back to Grimsby for a month, six weeks. And I said, oh, I'm going over to, to Joy's to take her Christmas presents. And he said, oh, yeah, um, did you know she got married? <laughs> that was quick. What? <laughs> she got married. Apparently, she'd... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, OK. You got away for a couple of months. Yeah. And she'd gone and got married while you were away. Apparently so. So you weren't bringing joy. <laughs> I was joy not bringing joy, the joy of Christmas, no. I looked at the presents and rethought it, thinking in future I'm going to buy more generic Christmas presents so they're more usable. That is so, crazy. It is crazy. Did you still go and see her? No. <laughs> I said to my mate, Alan, perhaps I should go. Throw rice He's shaking his head. Everything, it was like, bad idea, bad idea. So that was not, that was like, brilliant. <laughs> that was not quite that dating, brilliant. was it? I yeah. thought it was bad enough when I tried to get a guy to go on a second date with me by offering to buy him a scale trick. <laughs> you did not. I did too. You, that is sad. I did too. That is so sad. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty low, but, you know, well, Joy went off and got married. Yeah. Makes my scale trick look awesome. You can't, you can't get back from that, can you? He even turned the scale trick down. 
<laughs> With your dating history, you couldn't take your eye off the person, could you? <laughs> no, no. You never knew what was going to happen next. I needed lessons, I think. <laughs> I needed yeah, lessons in dating protocol. Yeah. I hated dating. There was yeah. a lot of pressure, I think, as a female to have a boyfriend, to have a date. I remember um, I did have a lovely boyfriend and he wanted to get married and I did think about would it be easier to live the life of a heterosexual and keep my parents happy and I remember introducing him to my mum and she seemed to get on really well with him and then afterwards I said well what do you think and I was genuinely thinking I could marry him and we could have children and I'd forever be miserable and she went oh don't marry him Emily he's ever so wet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking weirdly, my mother, if I'd have said at the moment of birth when she thought, oh, it's not a girl, and I was put in the drawer, if I could have spoken like some of these movies where the baby can talk, if I'd have gone, I'll grow up to be a girl, she'd have probably embraced that. She wouldn't have been like, no, no, she'd have probably, yes, finally. She'd love that. Yeah, yes, <laughs> be as gay as you want for me, be very gay. Be trans, please, yeah. we want a girl. <laughs> exactly. Please, be more trans. How can we encourage you? <laughs> Straight away, she'd have put all of the pink stuff on, they know now, got prepared. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, parents' expectations. I don't think my parents had any expectations. No. I think they probably were right. <laughs> I think from that, the big, the atomic bomb disappointment of yeah. me being the wrong sex, that was it. Were they chuffed when you finally met Jill, your now wife, and I am very aware that you've only ever dated and married people that begin with the letter J. <laughs> yes. <laughs> were they, were, did your mum and dad, were they chuffed? Did You're they really like Julie, Jill? You're thinking Julie, Joy and Jill. Yeah. Yeah, OK. It's like a girl group from the 50s. <laughs> did your mum and dad like her? Were they? No. Yes. His face, his face listeners, tells no. me no. Mum took one look at Jill and went, oh, no. <laughs> they loved her. I don't think it was my dad, but various people thought Jill was perfect for me because at the time when I first met her, she was a psychiatric nurse. <laughs> and they thought, just what he needs. Somebody to help him <laughs> on his route through life. Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Bourne.